This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Well, the most important thing is the WIDA. And now, the WIDA. Adelaide. Fine, Brisbane, fine, Cairns, fine, Katoomba, fine. Anyway, uh, the most important thing is the weather, and it is surf season. So this is your official, your official Blaze announcement. Moondoggy, surf is up. Sebastian Inlet in Florida, pumping, Hatteras, jamming, Montauk in a few days, off the hook. Yeah, you still have the right show. Excelsior. My friends, once a surfer, always a surfer, which I needn't explain because you either get that or you don't. You feel that or you don't. Uh, Feel me, would you? See me, feel me. I am Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest. We are live. We are together. The Blaze Radio Network. 1-888-900-3393. 3393. Uh, my first words I wish to convey to those with whom I regularly communicate off the air. Um, if you detect a dose of exasperation, it's okay. Because I feel a dose of exasperation. <laughs> For reasons that will soon become apparent. Uh, And those two reasons derive from the two biggest categories in life, pretty much, for reasons that will soon become apparent. Uh, In addition to the difficulty I'm having technically at 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 the uh, at the house here, which is the Blaze Northern Broadcast Studio Complex here, uh, I am having. I continue to have great difficulty with email, and I still have no Twitter. Now, I've got a line on getting the Twitter repaired, and now I'm looking at tomorrow for Twitter repair. I know, I know. You've heard me say this every day for two weeks. There's no reason to believe me. But I honestly believe there's a very good shot for tomorrow. As for emails, those of us who email to each other, some of you have shown 
your own exasperation that I have not gotten back to you. I'm about to answer you in the way that everybody would advise me. Don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. But you know what? I'm going to say it because it's the truth. And I just don't imagine how I spin this some other way. And the truth of the matter is, there are only a few to several people out of all of us with whom I communicate. Off the air. But many of those several, if they don't, if they send me an email saying, what's happening? If they don't get back an email from me in two hours, I get an angry email. What's the matter? What's the matter? Your email broken? As a matter of fact, it is. And for reasons, as I say, that will soon become apparent, and in fact are apparent already to those of you with whom I privately communicate off the air. There are some uh, uh, difficulties with which I am contending at the moment. So please, please, I I cannot, you know, I get, if, if, if if you and I did not speak off air, if I had no such emails, I get 200 unsolicited emails a day that I can't stop. I don't know how they get there. I, I, but they, they get there and they're not junk mail. I mean, they're actually are, you know, real emails, but I, 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 I can't do it. So it's a funny thing. A man and his name is Glenn Beck once said to me, a man with whom I enjoy regular personal correspondence off the air. Friend to friend stuff. Middle of the night, middle of the day. I hope Glenn won't mind if I share this. He said, never, never think if you don't hear from me, you know, promptly, that it means anything. It just means that, and and then I, I don't know, I can't recall exactly what else he said then, but he essentially said something perfectly sensical, like, I'm caught up in the principal business of my wife, my children, my family, my bills, my business, my career, my 70 billion people who are counting on me. You know, and and so so his point was, don't please never think that if there is an inverse proportionality to our correspondence, that it means anything. It, it, that it, what it simply means is, some nights, even when my email is working, which it's not. I have to go outside my house to check my email. Okay? 
And sometimes I don't want to. I work hard and I hope well uh, for, for you, for me. So just I just repeat what a great man told me. Don't please never, ever take the absence of an email to be the equivalent of the presence of an email that says bugger off. If you don't mean something special to me, you would never have my personal email. We wouldn't be corresponding. And if that sounds, uh, you know, uh, overly cranky, I'm sorry for that, but it's not overly cranky. It's overly concerning of, uh, of your feelings. I want you to know. I mean, you know, I'll tell you who sets the model for this. Rocky. Rocky's the first guy I talk to off the air in my professional life. Rocky is the oldest, most established, most trusted member of this audience. And Rocky knows I love him like a brother. And if he doesn't hear from me for three weeks, maybe I get a, how you doing? I never get a complaint because he understands. And, and, and all of us who correspond ought to for reasons that will soon become apparent. I'm just facing some challenges at the moment. So, I remember a while ago being told to show the personal side. Is this the personal side or just the ugly side? <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't know. Um, but you mustn't go away because in addition to the surf about to be very, very starkly up at Sebastian Inlet, Cape Hatteras, Montauk, and points north and south, we still have to discuss Wiener's Wiener, Hummer, pronounced Hummer, Beyonce, Blood, and Big, Big Colon, Kaepernick. You don't want to miss it. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. So, welcome back, partners. Best and brightest. I am Jay Severin, 1 888 The best way, I suppose, to cap my editorial uh, of the opening segment is to uh, mention to you, as, uh, as we discussed a moment ago, uh, Skippy and I, that there, there's a scene in a Woody Allen movie in, in which 
uh, uh, someone runs up to him and says, oh, I, I, you know, I know you, I, I like your work. He says, well, thank you kindly. And, and she says, well, do you, do you think, um, you think you could sign this? And he goes, yes, of course. Now he's in the middle at that moment of like breaking up with his girlfriend, but still he's, he's, he said, you know, he is polite and he says, because he cares, you know, and he, and he says, yes, yes, of course I will. And, she says, and could you sign this too? And he goes, y- yes, yes, I, yes, I would love to. And me, and meanwhile, the girlfriend is saying, you're, you know, you, you, you know, and you're, and you're unresponsive, and you know, I, and I don't make, I don't like our love making, and you don't make our, you don't like our love making, and the, and the woman says, Yank is yanking, yanking, yanking at his sleeve, and she says to him, okay, would, would you, would you sign this too? Would you sign it to my, my cousin Ronnie? He's in an iron lung, and, and, and. Uh, and, uh, and, then he, and he's trying to sign. He says, you don't like my lovemaking. And she goes, no, no, you spelled it wrong. And finally he says, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, I've signed four things. But I, as you might see, I'm in the middle of something really personal here. And she, she like spits at him and says, you should get cancer and die. You son of a bitch bastard. You should get cancer and die. Okay. that kind of sums up that segment. Uh, by the way, uh, if you wish to debate it, it will be the most esoteric as ever appeared on the show, but for fellow surfers or, you know, those who feel that way, uh, if you wish to debate which is the jamminest, pumping, surf spot on the east coast of the united states there is no question when it's up it is not anywhere in maine or new hampshire they are gnarly cold wicked all the time it is no place in massachusetts it, it's massachusetts might as well not i mean i i i nantucket send me there now never come get me okay i love the place it's my second home but there's no surf. It's not Nantucket's fault. It's just not built that way. It's nobody's fault. It's just the way these places are built. Moving south, New Jersey. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving south, Cape Hatteras. Always gnarly, always choppy, always windy always uncontrollable, almost never glassy, barely surfable, lots of big chop, huh? lots of white water, lots of fuss, lots of wind, lots of storms. And, you know, one out of a hundred days, you get a little bit of, you get a nice off, clean offshore and it gets a little glassy and, and then you can have beautiful cold but beautiful, decent, very decent, you know, eight to ten foot, well, eight foot, glassy, and as glassy as East Coast gets. Moving south. Yeah, there may be some places in Georgia and stuff I don't know about, but let's talk about the real surf spot on the East Coast because you know in the pantheon of surfing, the East Coast is held in ridicule 
and that's fair. <laughs> I mean, come on. Anybody who's ever seen real surf, you know, come on. Uh, in the United States of America, on the East Coast of the United States of America, there is a place in mid-Florida, Sebastian Inlet, the pumpingest, jammingest, only West Coast or Fijian-like break on the East Coast of the United States, Sebastian Inlet. You see pictures of it on a good day, and they get good days. They get a lot of offshore. And on a good day, Sebastian, if you see pictures of it, you'll think it's the reef in Fiji or maybe even the pipe on a small day. Now, having established my bona fides on the matter of surfing, long or short board, depending on your age and avoirdupois, I'm prepared to discuss that at one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. As no one will, let's move on to actual news. Wieners, Wiener, again on display. Hummer pulls out. Repeating, Wieners, Wiener, again on display. Hummer pulls out. That's right. Today we learn uh, via. The usual, and come on, if you, if you ever wanted to be in journalism, don't you want to be a headline writer for the New York Post? <laughs> come on. This is, this is the, the all-star team. The, the headline of today's New York Post says, Pop Goes the Wiener. <laughs> and, and Pop is not only beautiful because of, the, well, the headline is, you know, and beautiful in every way, every word. Every juxtaposition of every word, the whole thing, everything about it is, is art. It's beautiful. Pop goes the wiener. But the extra beauty of it is, since you can't see the headline, that what he's done now is uh, a, a uh, what are they called? And Skip, don't pretend you don't know. What are they? Well, you know, so, you know, selfie. All right, selfies. But, you know, oh, sexting, sexting. Okay, so his latest... His latest sex, his latest sexting, is him showing off his wedding tackle. Although it's uh, it's thinly sheathed, but it's his. It's the outline. I mean, the, the, you know, you look at the picture, and what you're looking at is Wiener's Wiener, and and right next to it, this is what makes it so sick. And I don't. I don't make judgments about stuff. God only knows I don't make judgments about this. I can't afford to. But right next to this picture, I mean, no, not no, not next to the picture, in the picture, you've got you've got this sick boner shot of Wiener, and then right next, 60. right next to him, is his child. His toddler son. And I'm telling you, it is sick. And and I, I, again, I, I do not call things or people sick because I can't afford to. Out of a, just a basic uh, sense of self, you know, 
defense. But I, that guy has screws loose. I'm telling you, this guy, this guy's, this guy is a couple of fries short of a Happy Meal. There's something wrong with Wiener. When Wiener's Wiener again is on display, and it's with his little baby in the picture, it's just a picture of Wiener's midsection, his little baby. No wonder Hummer pulled out. Jay Seven on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. And you are my partners, the best and brightest. Uh, There's a lot to do to catch up with. Yes, there is political news, of course. Uh, It's it's sobering. Uh, So maybe that's why I'm fooling around with some of this other stuff first. But first, let us speak with a partner on the line, Martin from... The Golden State. Yes, sir, Your Honor. So good to speak oh. with you again. Well, thank you. Step forth and be heard. Pull, pull blind and cripply at your service. You'll have to excuse some of the background. <laughs> you need background one more. Noise. You need one more pitiable adjective to make the Blues Hall of Fame. Well, you gave me that moniker, so I, I think it's right that I use it. Oh, I'm sorry, my fault. Then well, I gave you what? What I give you? Poor, oh, cripply. Oh. Oh, blind and crippling. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's enough. You have three pitiable adjectives, which is enough for the Blues Hall of Fame. <laughs> let me let me uh, immediately, if you may, Your Honor, uh, address the courts in regards to the Wiener issue situation. Do and how speak how on Wiener. Calling, we we wish to calling. call the people wish yes. to call a Wiener expert, Martin from California. <laughs> Yes, no, I called that in my younger days, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I think this uh, this latest uh, thing with him sexting again just shows the incredible lack of moral turpitude that man has, and a complete inability to act in a rational manner. If you or I had taken such a photo, the Department of Child Protective Custody would be at our doorstep. The moment that hit the front paper, but I think that's true. A man, it, a man of such I think true. It's also the, true. If you'll forgive me, and I, 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 I do this affectionately. You, there was just a verbal hiccup you had there. I know a second ago. Uh, it doesn't show a lack of moral turpitude. It shows an abundance of moral turpitude uh, that yeah, he would I'm, do this. That is correct. I stand corrected, and, and, Your Honor. Hopefully yeah. the court reporter will make that correction. <laughs> no, and you're right. And and there's something I think that all of us can can just instantly recognize that that he's doing it again. Yes. That, you know, yada, yada, yada. But throw everything else out and just consider this is like, this is kind of bordering on child porn. 
Yes, it is. And I, I think, you know, if the child protective came in and interviewed he and his wife, they'd look at him and go, okay, you've done this three times. You're out of the game. It's over for you. Then they look at Uma and they go, well, who do you work for? Oh, <laughs> one, of the best, uh, one of the best fabricators of issues in the entire universe. Well, anyway, I, I, think you're, I, think you're, I think you're right about and, and more. And uh, I, 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 I had a physical uh, recently, which is, you can imagine, no one can get paid, whether Obamacare or not. No one can get paid enough to give me a physical. But I had a physical recently, and one of the, on the form, uh, it, it just says one of the things like, you know, the yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, you know, nasal bleeding, right. r- rectal right. problems, bowel right. movements, you know, eyeball watering. <laughs> exactly. No, you know, excessive belly button fur, you know, the yes, no thing. And, and one of them was, has your, has anyone in your home uh, frightened? No, like, like, uh, yeah. Uh, frightened, struck, or intimidated you recently? Oh my gosh! I mean, oh we're in gosh. a new world, and and I, I, you know, that's another whole argument. But when you're living at that standard, it, you know, it, it, what he's doing is, I, I think, you know, it's it's not only yeah. it's not only beyond the pale. I think of reasonable men and women acting prudently. I think it's pretty much beyond the pale of of law right now. Well, he's shown a complete proclivity to do what he has been doing. So, you know, I, I just am sincerely concerned for that child's well-being. Not his. He's made his bed. Well, it's a single that, bed sir, now. I, As of this afternoon, must, it's, a, must, it's a single bed. Uh, yes, indeed. I must bid you adieu. I'm at the world's happiest place on earth right now working. So have, well, good, have a safe good, day. Good for you. I, I thought you were in California, but clearly Martin is calling from the Bunny Ranch uh, in <laughs> Las Vegas. So good, good luck and thank you. God bless. Call back again. Um, let's get to uh, Beyonce. It was a, a big part of, of, of this show in its most recent uh, era that twerking, twerking, Dada, twerking. I mean, it certainly represents the last era of my life in terms of culture and my family and everything else. I, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that, that story I told you when we were all sitting around watching a network broadcast, 8 o'clock Sunday night, and uh, Miley Cyrus comes on and... Uh, commits virtual filatio with a series of men and they all grind each other, men and women. And I'm looking around the room, horrified that anyone in my family is looking at this. I'm spraying, let them, please, God, let them all be like looking at their computers or reading or doing, playing with the dog or anything. Just, well, dog meant of the six dogs anything you know and i look up and of course they're all transfixed watching it and i look over and my oldest daughter says to me uh, it's twerking Dada. twerking they call it twerking and i'm saying to myself she knows she's not only seen this before she knows its name 
And and so that that really really blew me away. Well, in that general category, last night who saw the MTV uh, awards? Now there is a cultural milestone. There, there. You want to know right now the cultural IQ of American Earthlings? There, here we have culture. Here is culture. And I didn't see it. What I did do was see and hear reports of and and see. I saw it and I I heard commentary on it, but I saw it, which is the important thing. The um, Beyonce, the Beyonce, you know that singer Beyonce? And Beyonce did a number, of course, and she's in the middle singing and she has her chorus singers surrounding her and as uh, she's finishing the song they all get shot and they collapse in a pool of uh, what is a theatrical effect intended to be you know mimic blood and what it means of course is there must be an audience full of white police officers what else could explain this? So, be once is beloved by everyone, and I don't know what they call that. It isn't twerking. It's certainly jerking, but I'm sure a name will come up for it, and I'm just as sure, sadly, that I'll know and be told by someone, a member of my family, 30 years younger than I am. Uh, Which leads us to the really big, the really big C, the really big colon, Kaepernick. The really, really big colon, Kaepernick. Really big colon, Kaepernick. Who, as uh, I suspect you know by now, for the the second, third straight preseason game, has made a show of sitting down and playing, it's not not Rubik's Cube, because for Colin Kaepernick to put together, you could leave Colin Kaepernick on the planet Titanium for a million years and say, we'll come back with riches and foods and women and rewards the minute you get this Rubik's Cube together. And life would go on for 20 zillion years and you'd come back and two rows would have moved in the Rubik's Cube. This moron. But the really big Colin Kaepernick has made a point of ostentatiously sitting during the playing of our hour now imagine if i said it wasn't his imagine if imagine if instead of the really big colon kaepernick doing this suppose i had said you know really big colon kaepernick it's not his country it's not his country how dare you stand look at you how you're not american how dare you stand for the Star-Spangled Banner. Sit down. 
This is not your country. Imagine if any of us said that. Well, we didn't. What the really, really big Colin Kaepernick did was sit down and pick his ears during the uh, national anthem and then made at his locker, wearing his uniform, made a series of statements about how awful America is and how the flag is awful and the country is awful and he won't, he won't show any respect for a country that's so awful. Do you know what the really big colon Kaepernick, that is, is guaranteed this year? Would you look at this imbecile? Would you take a good look at this moronic imbecile? He gets $60 million this year. This imbecile, this cretin, gets a guaranteed $60 million this year from the awful country that's so awful where an idiot can get $60 million. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. With you, best and brightest, one 888 Please do give us all a call. one 888 uh, Getting back to a moment to the really big colon Kaepernick, the uh, quasi-professional athlete who is bad-mouthing our country. This is a young man, but for the God-given ability to run fast and to chuck a football. And apparently, he doesn't run the right way very fast, very often, and he hasn't been chucking the football very well. Has he? But he got lucky. He's good. But he got lucky because he came in at a time when somebody thought he was the next Joe Montana. Uh, And clearly, that was Tony Montagna who, who made that judgment. And... So the big Colin Kaepernick is owed $60 million. I don't know if there's a way out. If they get out of it by cutting him. Tomorrow's a big cut day. Wait. Today? Today or tomorrow? Either. What, when is it? Two minutes. Two minutes for me? Or two minutes till the cut? <laughs> okay, thank you. Skip, I thought Skip was maybe giving me the hot flash inside information of how long until the NFL cut down. Because the NFL cut down is either today or tomorrow. 
I think at 4 o'clock Eastern. So if they cut him, I don't know. But in any case, Colin, the really big Colin Kaepernick, who won't won't stand up for our, and, and more than that, and, and it, it spits on the United States, uh, has been accorded every possible human courtesy that could possibly be extended for him, exercising what is his undeniable right to be hateful toward our country. And that's okay. But you know what? You know what's not okay? He's wearing the uniform of his employer. Now, if I worked for, say, Domino's Pizza, and that, that, could, that could happen soon, uh, or Federal Express. You know, if I was wearing a Federal Express uniform and I was saying something that FedEx didn't like, they could and would tell me to shut up. And that would be their right because I have a right of free speech. I don't have a right to exercise that right on the job when they're paying me and I'm wearing their uniform. So I'm hoping that he has stepped over the line and done something which will help us or them drive this turd out of the league. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest, remember, and this is reaching, reaching way back, remember the band 10,000 Cannibals, if I have that right? Well, we're not talking about them, so never mind. But we do have something else with the number 10,000 being the key to a kind of rock group, kind of. Excelsior. Welcome back, best and brightest. Jay Severin with you. We are together, the Blaze Radio Network. 1 888 Offering you a chance, as ever, to make known your complaints, compliments, uh, criticisms, uh, other bon mots as you feel contributory to our brain. More gosh, board. 1 888 900-3393. Yeah, never mind 10,000 cannibals. Think of this instead. Today, and I almost, well, I should call up my buddy. Let's get our buddy, uh, old big colon Kaepernick on the phone about this since we're complaining about America. Today, your government and mine sent out a, a release, made a declaration, how happy we are that via the combined cooperation of the White House, 
and who else? The White House. Oh, the Department of State. And I knew this one. Get this. The Department of Homeland Security. I just want you to roll that one around on the palette for a moment. The Department of Homeland Security. Like, what do you imagine that department does? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, we are in trouble. Okay. Owing to the cooperation of the Obama White House, the State Department, uh, Obama State Department, and the Obama Department of Homeland Security, we are proud to announce, well, they are proud to announce, that we were able to reach President Obama's goal of welcoming 10,000 Syrian refugees into America by the end of the fiscal year, which is, I guess, tomorrow. But today, as of today, we have welcomed in 10,000 Syrian refugees. Now, I, I wouldn't want you to be concerned, uh, though I am. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to be concerned, but the percentage of the 10,000 Syrian refugees, which certainly contain Islamic terrorists, which certainly contain Islamic terrorists here to kill Americans certainly includes Islamic terrorists here to kill Americans. The percentage of them that we have vetted, to use Obama's word, checked out, know who they are, no squat about them in the common parlance, the percentage... Pick a number between zero and zero. Is it, wait, I'm thinking, did you pick zero? Very good. Because the 10,000 refugees that we now have in the United States, some of whom are certainly Islamic terrorists here to kill Americans, and they will. And Obama knows it. 10,000 of them here today via, mind you, the cooperation of Obama, the State Department, and the Department of what? Of what? Of Homeland Security. And the percentage of the refugees who, about whom we know anything? Pick a number between zero and zero. They're here. We know absolutely nothing about them. And you know why we know nothing about them? Number one is because Obama wouldn't check them if he could. Because Obama wants them here. Because Obama figures by the numbers, he's welcoming members of his family. 
I think he's doing this as a congenial gesture toward the Obama clan. That's one suspicion I have. Um, the other is he doesn't want them checked because he doesn't want them checked. He think that's, uh, thinks that's cruel and unusual. And anyway, even if my theories and or yours don't bear here, then the bottom line awful truth is the reason that the percentage of the 10,000 Syrians which have been checked out is zero is because there's nothing to check out. Hi, I have a Syrian refugee here, Ahmed, Mohammed Ahmed. Could you repeat the name? Ahmed, Mohammed Ahmed. Okay. Yes. How can I help you? Or is there anything you could tell me about Mr. Ahmed? Like what? Anything. No. Click. No. No, they can't tell us anything about Mr. Ahmed because nothing can be known. About Mr. Ah. <laughs> Med. Nothing can be known. What are you going to do? Call DMV in Damascus? Hello? Is this DMV? Hello? Is this DMV? Hello? Is we're trying to check on a Mr. Ahmed, Muhammad Ahmed? Yes, speaking. No, uh, no, actually, actually, we, we, we want to check on a different one who's here. Uh, can you speak up? The camels are farting badly today. Uh, yeah, we're just trying to, uh, we, we'd like to check up on a Mr. Ahmed speaking. No, 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 not you, sir. Uh, we Actually, on my list here, I have 7,200 Mr. Ahmeds, and uh, speaking, I'd like to know if you have a record on him. Record? He didn't make a record. No, no. I can play for you my favorite singer, though. My favorite record. No, no, a record, a record. Like, uh, did he? Do we know who he is? Or speaking, you, you, you can. Ten thousand refugees, some of whom everybody in the world knows, some of whom at least are Islamist terrorists here to kill Americans, which they certainly will. And our government is celebrating it today. We're celebrating. We're sending out press releases about how wonderful this is. And if you wonder how far out of touch, how far out of control the American government has gotten from the, we, the people, we, the people, will hear this tonight on television and say, Speaking! This is Jay Severin, Severin. on the Blaze Radio Network.
Welcome back, partners. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Okay, the number one politics. We want politics. We want the fresh fish, the fish special. Okay. Okay. Donald Trump is waiting, 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 and so are both of his followers to correct the confusion on what he, nobody else, on what he chose as his signature issue, which is crimmigration. And now, having been charged with, accused of, flip-flopping on his most basic issue, and I think hurt by it, I don't think there's any question that a substantial number of Trump supporters across the country don't, at very least, believe, well, yeah, I don't don't know, I don't know, I don't kind of like what I've been hearing the last couple days, I promise you. Donald Trump is, why is he waiting, waiting, anticipation. Remember the ketchup coming out of the bottle? Anticipation. Okay, we're waiting for the ketchup to come out of the bottle. And meanwhile, Donald Trump is bleeding votes. Because Donald Trump, nobody else, decided that this would be his signal issue. And he refuses to articulate his immigration policy. Many have started to call him out on it, including people in his own party. In fact, what appears to be a good thing is one of, in my experience in uh, presidential politics, is one of the worst things that can happen. And that is your people, your major people, They can't tell you what to do. So they go off the reservation. They decide on their own, they're going to urge you, push you toward a definitive policy by giving their version of your definitive policy. It happened this morning on Fox and Friends with my friend and hero, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy was on this morning, and they said, Mr. Mayor, what's Trump going to do? And he said, well, he's going to build a wall, you know, and, and, and heads all over the world nodded and yawned. Okay, right, he's going to build a wall. He's going to have a strong border. Uh-huh. He's going to make Mexico pay. Yup. But what about the question that is the most controversial that Trump, again, himself raised and said, I'm going to have a deportation squad. And the role of that deportation squad will be to identify, locate, custodialize, and deport 
however many uh, criminal aliens there are. So Rudy pressed on that this morning, and poor Mike Pence got the snot beaten out of him this, uh, I'm sorry, yesterday afternoon on the talk shows. Just got the snot beaten out of him because when you cannot answer a question and you've got reporters smelling blood, there, there, there ain't no easy way out. I mean, I, this is my life. Trust me. It's awful. I feel awful for them because Trump won't say what he's going to do. They have to make it up. So Rudy made it up this morning. And you know what? He might have been right. Maybe Trump heard it and said, yeah, that sounds good. We'll do that. I don't know. I don't know. But the question invariably comes down to the bottom line, which is, yeah, 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 wall, build walls, yup, border security, yup, yup, ah, great. Invariably, the question comes down to, what about the somewhere between 12 and 20 or more people in this country illegally? You said you were going to identify them, locate them, take them into custody, and deport them. And now, because the mainstream media is trying to tell you that everyone is teary about that, oh, you can't do it. (laughs) They've been here too long. They've broken the law too long. (laughs) They broke the law a long time ago. So because they broke the law, jumped in line, stole people's jobs, houses, money, killed people, you can't do anything now. They have children. (laughs) And Trump seems to be responsive to this. I don't know what the hell is happening. But I will give him, I offer Donald uh, what appears to me to be increasingly a meaningless piece of advice in the whole uh, sphere of things. And that this one is simple, and it's really good, and it's really valuable. And I'm astounded either that no one in Donald Trump's employ has told him this, or they have and he won't listen. But here it is. The biggest problem you are going to... Does he not have one trial attorney working for him? Is there nobody on the Trump campaign, nobody that could say to him, Mr. Trump, the first question, the first challenge against which uh, you're up... I guess that's kind of the Winston Churchill sentence. The, something here with which I will not, something up here with which I will not put. Anyway, Mr. Trump, the first line of argument that everyone against you will make is it can't be done. What? Identify and deport 11 million illegals? It can't be done. It just just physically cannot be done. Doesn't he know that? 
doesn't someone who works for him have access to him to tell him this? This is the thing you must prepare first for. You cannot be defeated by a logistical argument. This is the first thing I would tell my clients. The first thing. You must be prepared to explain to people how what you propose can be done. You cannot be shot down by being lazy about preparing for this argument. You need to be ready with the argument. Yes, we can do this. We can do this. This can be done. And do you know that not a single person in the Trump campaign has articulated or flirted with this defense? And if you do not establish a bulkhead of argument that says, forget about whether it's good or bad or you like it or don't, but don't tell me it can't be done. It can. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. one 3393 Give us a ring, would you? one 3393 May I put this another way? I, I'm astounded. I'm astounded at the simple-mindedness going on with regard to this signature policy of one of two major candidates for president of the United States. No one thought of this? I mean, really, you like Trump? Do you? Do you like Trump? Do you like Trump enough to forgive that he is so stupid that he said, you know what, I'm going to make immigration. Forgot about it. I'm going to make immigration number one. What I'm going to do is I'm going to deport him. I'm going to get him and deport him. All right, suppose, suppose, Mr. Trump, someone argues it can't be done. Not it oughtn't be done. Not it mustn't be done. But it cannot be done. Because if I were the lawyer against you, that's where I'd look to cut you off at your knees. Anybody, lawyer, uh, professor, ditch digger, student, anybody would look to knock you out at your kneecaps with the argument. Why should I bother with the expensive argument going down the line about his bit? Is it right or is it wrong? Or am I going to cry? Boo hoo. Wait, I don't need to get into any of that. Not if I can establish that it cannot be done. That's it. Game's over. Game over. So are you telling me that you chose a signal, a, a, a cornerstone issue for your campaign, and you, without, without first having considered this, and, and not only that, you've had a year, and you haven't thought of this? And you have no one around you who thinks of this? 
Have you taken leave of the flimsy faculties with which you began this process? I, I need to hear a lot more from you. My name is on the line here, along with everybody else who doesn't want Hillary, but, you know, frankly, still makes a face the same one we make when we detect dog poo on the bottom of our shoes when we walk in into the living room and we like check our shoe oh no did oh no you know and that face you make you have to change that face i want to change that face but don't you understand that there are smart people who are already getting ready to cut you in half with the argument like a kashing cut you in half like a samurai with the argument that why waste time on the morality of this though of course it's immoral boo hoo hoo it cannot be done don't you recognize you must have an argument that meets that one head on you must tell people i appreciate you will not consider the moral implications of this beyond the moment that you decide it's a fantasy. It can't be done. You need to defend it. You need to be able to explain that it can be done. Now, you know what? Maybe it can't. If it can't, then you are the biggest loser on earth, and I'm ashamed I ever considered voting for you. I'm not going to say that yet. I'm going to say... I know you're busy considering this and you're going to hit us all with it and we're going to be dazzled because what you must do is present to us first and foremost you stand up there and you say let's number one deal with this question that people say it can't be done let's say there are 10 million just to round it off for openers Let's say there are 10 million illegal immigrants who have committed crimes. Maybe there aren't that many. But let's let's say our quota is 10 million. We're going to get the 10 million illegal aliens who came here illegally and have since committed rapes and robberies and murders and everything else. And then we're going to throw in, we're going to throw in the others up to 10 million for openers. It can't be done? Okay. Suppose we learned that of the last 10 million Middle Easterners we admitted to this country were Al-Qaeda. No, ISIS. ISIS. What would we do? Nothing? Would we say, ooh-hoo, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, it can't be done, it's too hard. Is that what Americans would do? Is that what Americans would say? If, if adjusted for population during World War II, if five million German agents were in this country, and we believed it to be so, would we say, oh, boo-hoo, we give up? Is that what we would have done? 
Don't tell me, please don't tell me, with the taxes you rape me and my family for. I mean, you know what worries I have? I'd have a lot fewer if I could just half back the money you stole from me in my adult earning years. I'd be a rich man. And what did I get for it? Nothing. So think about it. What do we pay for? Do we pay for, to quote Dickens, have we no jails? To quote Dickens, have we no policemen? Have we no constables? What do you mean we can't do it? If you tell me that there are X people in this country and it's even remotely possible to identify and locate them and custodialize them, Americans don't say we can't do it. But see, you're, Mr. Wise Guy, you're running for president. I can't explain to you how it can be done. I believe it can be done, but you need to tell us how that can be done. You need to break it down. You need to say, well, the way I figure, that would be so many per state. And you know where I'd start? I know you won't use me, but I'm at your disposal, Mr. Trump. Make me sheriff of a single Georgia county. Make me sheriff of a single Arizona county. Make me sheriff of a single Florida county. As a matter of fact, make me sheriff of any county in any one of the lower 48, because that's where this cancer has spread, everywhere. Make me sheriff. Make me sheriff for six months. I will guarantee you I'll work for free. And I'll guarantee you that I will reduce the illegal immigrant population in uh, humanely in accordance with all laws of the United States of America. I'm not talking about being brutal. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking Attila the Hun here. Uh, in accordance with all existing American law. Give me six months. Make me sheriff anywhere. I will find... I will identify, locate, and custodialize 95% of every illegal alien in any place you want to put me. Any place, any place you want to put me. Put me there. Plot me down. I, I would rather it be a place I've never been. Put me down in a Holiday Inn with as long as it's got HBO and room service, you plop me down in a, in, 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 a, in a Motel 6 tomorrow night somewhere and you deputize me and you tell me I can't find the illegal aliens. I will wipe out 50% of them the first two mornings. I know exactly where to go. I know exactly where to look, even though I've never been there. You're telling me that you believe, that we believe, we, we believe together, that we've got millions of people in this country who are criminals, who have violated our law, who more than violative of our law by being here, they have come here, broken the law to be here, and since raped, killed, uh, 
And you're telling me that right. it can't be done? You're telling me, are, you're telling me, well, you know what? That's what your opponents are going to say, Mr. Trump. You're, you're, you think, if you think you're going to stand up on that debate podium and be arguing why it's a good idea to arrest criminals, good luck. Because, of course, people believe it's a good idea to arrest criminals. You're never going to get to that point. They're smarter than you are. They will never allow you to get to that. I know Lanny Davis. It doesn't matter who he is. Who he is is a brilliant Yale lawyer who is advising the Clintons and hence, you know, Hillary Clinton. I know Lanny. I know he thought of this seven years ago. You're never going to get to the point that you ever get to argue why it's a good idea to arrest illegal aliens unless you are prepared to explain that it, before you decide, is it a good idea, a bad idea, it, unless you get to the point that you can justify, that you can establish, it can be done. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. So, not that I have strong feelings about this. Beloved, best and brightest, think about this one. And when Twitter is restored tomorrow or the next day at the latest uh, in this epic week, you know, think about it. You think I'm wrong? I mean, tell me. Tell me. I don't mind being wrong. I, I I don't know what it feels like, but I maybe maybe I ought to learn. Um, but you you I, I know I see this coming for a country mile. Every time Democrats open their mouths, and that's how I know. Well, I didn't even I didn't even need to hear them. Two years ago. I know I, I I wrote something about this and I said they're going to say it can't be done. Did I mention I founded my fifth grade? Uh, in the fifth grade, I founded my public uh, my, my sorry, it was private school, but uh, the, I, I, in the fifth grade, I founded my uh, a primary wide school civics club and newspaper. Skip, I ever mentioned that? No. Good. Thank you. I'm glad I take this opportunity to. But I, you know. I've known for, you don't, you know, it just doesn't require genius. You look at this and say, okay, what's the first way they're going to come at us? The first way they're going to come at us is it can't be done. What, this takes genius? Good. I'm so happy to be a genius. Who didn't know that the first uh, wave of attack would be? Well, even if we wanted to do it, even if this weren't, an awful thing to do. It couldn't be done. Now you can, t- you will turn on the television. You will listen. You will listen 
you will concentrate to the sound of my voice. You will listen tonight. No, really, you'll watch television and you'll you'll hear this. I you'll hear it tonight. You'll hear it every night. You'll see it every day. It can't be done. And and you know what? I hold open the possibility that it can't be done. See, I don't know. I don't know. Think of the expertise it would require to know whether it can be done. But I'll tell you what I do know. My offer holds. Make me sheriff for six months anywhere. You're listening. Elect me. Put me on the ballot. I'll come to where you live. I'll quit radio. I mean it. I'll quit radio. I'll come to where you live. I will be sheriff for six months. I'll be sheriff for a year. Elect me. Put me on the ballot. And you know what? I won't find them all. But you know what? I'll find in the first 30 days, I'll find 30 to 40% of them. And in the next 60 days, I'll get up to 70% of the illegal aliens. I will make it impop using humanely employing the existing laws of your state and the United States of America. I will make it impossible for illegal aliens to live in your county. I will make it impossible for them to live in your county. I can do this. I've never been to the place you're going to make me sheriff. And I'm going to do that. Help me do it. Jay for sheriff. Jay for sheriff. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.